things with Luke Tim. Um, awesome podcast for you today. This is Duncan and I sitting down and talking about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. And um, we have slightly different views. We actually agree more than than we thought we would on this. Uh, just to be clear to everybody, I love the flag. I love America. That's not, hopefully, that doesn't come across any differently in this podcast. I just think the problem is when people think that he's disrespecting the troops, because if all you equate the flag with is our military, I think that is indicative of a much bigger problem. So, uh, as always, uh, let me know if you have a topic you want me to cover or if you have a guest you think I should have on. I'd be happy to do that. In fact, I'm trying to figure out a way to do um, somebody by phone on this podcast. I'm not sure if I can do that yet or not, but... I'll probably figure it out at some point. But email me at all the things with Luke Tim at gmail.com uh, or on Facebook. I'm just Luke Tim, or uh, I don't know, there's other ways to get a hold of me. Um, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, uh, you could do Twitter uh, at Luke underscore Tim, or Instagram is Luke underscore Tim as well. But would love to hear from you guys. And as always, please share this podcast with others so the numbers can keep growing and uh, do something cool. All right, here you go. Sense, Duncan. Let's talk about something that's important. Kneeling for the national anthem. <laughs> NFL football. This is critical talk. I, of all the issues that don't matter, right? So some millionaire douchebag decides I'm not going to stand for the national anthem. And all of a sudden, right, everybody from both all political spectrums, abortion killing 3,000 babies a day doesn't matter anymore. That guy's not standing when they play that song before that game. Yeah. It's dumb. The whole before we get into why you're wrong and I'm right, <laughs> we need to we need to set the parameters that this whole issue is just stupid. It's a bit stupid. It's all the way stupid. It is I would say it, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of stupid. It doesn't matter. It really it shouldn't. I mean, who cares if a guy kneels for the for a song? That that's that's what everybody ought to be saying is who cares? But because they're not it's, so we have to pay attention to it too. Yeah. Your podcast is selling out to the- <laughs> Well, there's there's a few things that Do any of the Vikings Neil? You gave me this wonderful Vikings cup because you and my Wait. wife were in cahoots. That is true. To drink out of. They have not won a Super Bowl. Never. You they have won lost six Super four. Bowls? You know who's won six? Yeah. The stupid Steelers. They have won six. Yeah. What was it that tie with the Browns? A tie? <laughs> This football doesn't end in ties. That was the dumbest game ever. This is the Browns' best start since 2004. <laughs> My favorite stat is that Ben, ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> say it, go ahead, the is the winningest quarterback, quarterback in their stadium. Brown stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that is a riot. Oh, my gosh. They're so bad. 
I called a buddy of mine. Uh, he's a big Browns fan, Josh. Josh. And he's like, I don't know how to feel about this. He's like, you if we badly. lost, I know, I know what losing feels like. I don't know what I don't know what to how do, how do you respond to the Steelers handed you the game on a platter, you didn't take it, and you didn't lose. The, the Browns they have no idea what to do with this. They should feel badly. They, I mean, they should I, just feel. They should. All of America should feel badly. Your team doesn't even have a logo. I, right, it's brown. just a color that's not brown, <laughs> but you're called. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's super not good. Um, but no, no, no Vikings that I'm aware of uh, do the the kneeling thing. Okay, and I'm cool with that. Um, no, my my part of the reason I want to talk about some is just how much is out there that people don't even realize about all of this that's going on. Um, it drives me crazy. So for one thing, this whole players out for the national anthem that only started in 2009. This is not like this longstanding, this is tradition in the NFL. It started. Well, can, we, can we start by saying, why, why are we singing the national anthem before these guys play yes. a game? I also would love to bring that up because what's the point? What is the point? And, and it really, if, if you look at like the, there's this document out there that the, the government puts out about when you play the national anthem. It's always for military stuff. Right. It, for stuff that matters. Yeah. It's got no no place. It really shouldn't be at, at silly games where we pay people for our amusement to smash each other or to hit a ball with a stick or to skate in circles with a, a buck. Yeah. It's, Why are we singing? Yeah. There's no reason. Right. That well, – is, is this part of – because I'm not – I just kind of walked in here unprepared. Uh, just I tell you walking everywhere. <laughs> but how much money has the United States Armed Forces spent on being able to advertise and be involved in NFL stuff? I mean they have invested heavily in yeah. using the NFL as a recruitment tool. And I'm not, I'm not faulting them for that. I mean they, right. they know their audience. They know – But that is actually – um, the reason why in 2009 they started doing the the players on the field draw drew more attention to it. Yeah, well, the the military paid them to make the players go out on the field mm-hmm. during the national anthem. That's what that's how this started. Because it, I mean, it for, from coaching perspective, you know, all of that was going on out there, and you were still in the locker room with your guys for that you know extra few minutes when they do all of the presentation of flags and singing the national anthem tonight and all of this kind of stuff they they were still in the locker rooms and then the the military was like well how about we give you some money to come out and stand so we can see your beautiful football faces that everybody loves so much during the national anthem you know rally the, the troops and and get some more recruits out there that's so it's it's already in my opinion garbage cuz these guys it, it, there is money changing hands just to get more people to voluntarily sign up to go and fight in wars. See, you're, you're dancing around the the issue that's going to prove me right when we get into this and we, we get to fisticuffs. <laughs> and it's that this is a business. Yeah. This is the NFL is in business to make money for the owners. Uh, yeah. That's that's what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm not – so I'm I'm sort of I'm not business wise opposed I'm not I'm not opposed to it in that way. I my issue with it is because of all of this we have equated the flag with war 
and we've we with the troops. Yeah, we've equated it with the troops. Yeah, yeah. The American flag is a lot bigger than that. It is well, not. And this is a bigger problem that we've equated the United States with the federal government. Yeah, yeah, and and I, we believe the president is our leader. Yeah, and and what are we? Uh, we are a republic, right? So several. Uh, we are states that that are let's, a collective. Let's get together. Mm-hmm. And the the flag and you know the pulse, the branding of America, the the heartbeat of our country is supposed to be freedom, liberty, opportunity, and all. Nobody is saying Colin Kaepernick is is uh, disrespecting. Liberty when he kneels. No, they say he's disrespecting troops. So it's become woven in our DNA as a country that we are a warlord country. First of all, I, when when Kaepernick started this, I, I think he was a a rebel in search of a cause. Right? I I want to do something different from what other people are doing. Why are you doing that? Uh, police brutality. Now, if you read if you read about him, he's he's always been a very um, cause conscious guy. When, but not until it became obvious that he wasn't going to be able to keep his job as quarterback. He, if if he would have started protesting when he was at his peak in terms of his worth as a professional quarterback, maybe then I could take him a little bit seriously. But he started protesting. Um, when it was obvious that he wasn't going to be keeping his job very much longer. Yeah, but he started the the, the protest thing of, of violence was after an event, and I'm, I'm trying to remember which was it one Trayvon? it was. It wasn't Trayvon. I think it was um, the the one that was right outside of St. Louis. Oh, hands up, don't shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was hands up, don't shoot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I. It's a weird way to draw attention. I mean, it worked. I mean, so you <laughs> you can't fault him for that, but. See, here, here, here's the problem I have with the thing. And I think where we're in agreement is this is not something the government needs to be involved in, mm. right? Of course. But there are people who are against kneeling during the national anthem who want the government to come in and somehow prohibit it. And that that is a huge overreach of any sort of government. You, you don't want the government to have that much power because this is a this is a business – Providing a service to customers, mm-hmm. and you want the government to come in and say your employees must act a certain way when they provide this service. Mm-hmm. Really, really That's a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. So up next, my waiter waitress person, um, they did. They need to refill my water four times during the meal, and I want the government to enforce this mm-hmm. because I don't like that they're not refilling my water all the time. Where does it stop? And right. it, and the other side is you don't want the government uh, – you, you don't want laws passed or, or government involvement when it comes to patriotism because it only – it's only good and exciting and wonderful when it's going your way. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? Right, but right. Like this whole – there has you, – you must stand – let's pass a law or let's this or let's – you have to be patriotic. I mean now you're, you're starting to get to a – federalizing the NFL? I mean what – you're yeah. nationalizing the NFL? What's the – no, these, this is a private business. Yeah, but it, it just – They take the, a lot of government money, but – Yeah, it, it, what makes – technically a private business. What, what's great about uh, – one of the things that's, that's great about where we live is that we have the, the opportunities to, to disagree with this place and change this place. And if, if you lose that, you, you just turn into a, a, 
a state that is run by dictators and, and where you don't have any influence and you can't disagree and controversial ideas are not acceptable at all. And it's However, I mean this this is where I think in in the go figure our our debate in the public square has been dumbed down and is missing really some important facets of the of the debate of the issue is that these are men at work. And so if I'm the owner of the team, these players work for me. So if I tell them, you will not kneel during the national anthem, you're at work. If you kneel, I will fire you. I should be able to do that. You work for me. These were the rules. You broke the rules. Uh, I want you to wear a clown costume to come onto the field. I am the owner. You work for me. I should be able to do that too. If you don't like it, go find another team to work for. So in terms of saying, should these men have an absolute right to protest? Well, they're men at work. Um, that's between them and their and the owner of the yep. team and their whatever their contract says, whatever they yeah. signed on to. Um, <clears throat> now it gets it gets wonky too because it's, they have collective bargaining. Um, the owners are all mm-hmm. together. I mean, so but I I agree with with all of that. He should absolutely. I mean, does he have the right to kneel? Yes, that's that. And, and do they have the right to fire him or or to absolutely whatever's in the contract? If the contract yeah. says we do, then we do. If it says we don't, yeah. we don't. But but that's where that's where the decision lies, not with. The opinion of John Q. Public. Yeah, but what I'm pissed off is John Q. Public saying he's disrespecting the flag. That is such utter bullshit. He's not disrespecting the flag, and he's not disrespecting troops. Because he's, he's disrespecting the flag because standing for the anthem is done to show respect for the flag. However, uh, see, this is where you don't know another part of the story. However, however, I think you're right, and very good point, which is weird <laughs> uh, that. Flag equals military equals troops. Yeah. That's terrifying. Flag equals United States of America. Yeah. That is the And the America symbol does, of our should not equal war. <laughs> it should not be who we one, are. Well, one of many unfortunately, it's one of many things, right? And yeah. And to say that I am kneeling because I don't think this country has everything all right, uh, then we'd all be kneeling. Yeah. And I right. think that's okay. So, and, and and I think he in, – in his defense, and I think Kaepernick's a moron. I mean I, right. I, I don't have a lot of love for him at all. Um, I think he was very clear. This is not being done to disrespect the military. Yeah. This is being done to draw attention to police violence against minorities. And in fact and – You can argue whether or not that's a real issue. I mean that's a side point. But that's why he was doing it. Yeah. But the, the side fact to that is um, the first couple of times he sat – and then he was worried about that response of being disrespectful. So he went and he talked to a guy who is a high-ranking um, military – I want to say he was a general or something, retired general or so, something like that and asked him, "How is wh- what is something I can do that isn't disrespectful? And the guy said, well, sitting is a little disrespectful but kneeling would not be – disrespectful because to you, kneel you kneel in church it, yeah, yeah not to be like i hate being here so right, he you, specifically yeah. sought out the advice of somebody who who's an has expertise in the field how do i do this protest without disrespecting the flag and so again now john q public is all worked up because <clears throat> he's disrespecting the troops and the the guy who knows the troops is like no it's not disrespectful like it, the whole point was kneeling is better than sitting. It gets your point across and it's not disrespectful. Right. So that that whole side of the argument, pe- people need to get that through their heads. It is not disrespectful. Um, 
But and and I think he's also clearly been blacklisted. No, I I don't. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if he is blacklisted, <clears throat> sure. I mean, I don't want my. I don't, what's he going to do next? Right. I mean, that's the big fear. Yeah. If all he's doing, I mean, I'm an I'm an owner. So by and this is why I'm a I'm from a not from a the government needs to come in and fix this, but from a pragmatic stance, this is bad for business. Yeah. Because you're 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 making the customer decide: Am I going to support this business that seems to be supporting whatever I think kneeling during the national anthem is, right. which has become disrespecting the troops, yeah. which it was never about, right. or the military. Um, so the whole you you asked me ahead of time, you know, where do you where do you stand on this? So I'm against it, but I'm not against it from a from a patriotic perspective. I'm against it from a – if you're NFL, this is bad for business. Oh, no. But this is – all of this is super bad for the NFL. <laughs> like so I, I don't think that they're doing anything right. They can't. Yeah. No, there's a ton of stuff they can do that I, would be better. Th- it, I get why this is hard for them, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Why, no, it's definitely hard. Because you hard. either come down with a club and be like any of you – any of you bastards kneel, you're done. We Huh? No, there's that, that, so many. That doesn't make you. That's not a. That's not a winning thing because now right. you've alienated the. They're just trying to show that police brutality, like that group. If you come down and be like, well, I mean, we're just going to let them do whatever they want, you know, because. Yeah, but between those speech, two polls, there is so many different things you could do. Um, but so here, here's what they have done: is, is well, they tr- the Steelers tr- just don't come out for the national anthem, right? And how did that work for them? Horrible. Right. No. They're like, we just don't want this to be an issue. Mm-hmm. We want you to have your national anthem for some reason for the game of bash heads. Yeah. And we don't want our players to be a distraction from that. Right. And it turned into now the whole team hates America. Like, <laughs> God, they're just trying to figure – they're just trying to find a solution. Like right. they're just – trial and error, right? Yeah. And that was error. Yeah. But – but like that's that was that was something between those two polls and it didn't work but there's there's countless more but to to get back to he's he's blackballed he's blacklisted because it's clear he is better than he's not that good no i'm not but better than a lot of the backups that are out there let's be honest there's there are several teams i don't know oh yeah how would you based on Oh, ba- based on um, – there was a, a list going around the internet the other day of uh, backup quarterbacks who are just awful, um, comparing them to Colin Kaepernick. But w- when people say he's past his prime, the average age of a quarterback in the NFL is 30. He's 30. Yeah, no, I don't buy the past his prime. I just buy that he's, his star was going down. His star, his, yeah, his star was sure. fading. I mean and so sure. you're getting a guy who has not demonstrated he's – I mean the bad backups are backups for a reason that we hope they're getting better, whereas Kaepernick showed no... Oh, no, that's not even true. I mean, no inclination of he's getting better. There's a lot of backups who are there just because we are hoping... Like, who's the, the Steelers' backup? Still Landry Jones? See, I should know this. Yeah. No, but he's terrible. I mean, he, right. he's not going to be a starting... And he's no, never no, going to no, get no, better. No, that's actually not true. The Steelers <laughs> picked up a couple of uh, of quarterbacks in the uh, in the draft this year, and both of them have potential to take over yeah. when Big Ben... Which is a different thing. Into the- which is a different thing from because the, the the depth chart is generally three deep, and you've got your starter, you've got a guy you hope is getting better, and you got a guy who, if those two guys are out, 
At least he's not the tight end. He can hand the ball to that guy. <laughs> like that's, I mean, a lot of you know, some of the third string um, quarterbacks are actually wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's the case for the Packers. I think it goes some guy that played in high school, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his job is to know the playbook well enough to turn the right direction to hand the ball to the right guy. That's it. There's, there's. It's not complicated. It's, it's a little more complicated. But, I but mean, Kaepernick could is, do that. Your point is that out of the 32 teams with 96 quarterbacks, Kaepernick's going to be 94. Uh, at least. I'd, I'd put him yeah. in the top 70. But, are, but it's not worth the – this guy draws unwanted right. attention. Right. So it, it is – both those things are true. I mean the, for all the owners to be I like – I don't know. But let's just play along and say it is. Yeah. Well, for all the – I wouldn't touch him if I'm an owner. Right. I don't, I don't want that. But all of the owners are, are like, oh, no, 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 no. We just we just don't think he's very I wish they good. could be honest and be like, this guy's drawing unwanted yeah. attention and it's costing us money. Yeah. And because nobody, sure. nobody sure. really believes, there is, especially that that community that it affects the the minorities who um, uh, are, are making this point about police brutality, they're looking at it going like, really, Kaepernick is still not in the NFL, and you're telling me it's just because he's not as good as that chump third string. Well, and I don't know how good he is now. I mean, now how many years have gone by that he hasn't? He's two. His second year, no. No play, but you could look at that as he no, may not. He may not be. I mean, now I think you could make the case that Kaepernick, with two years of rust on him, probably isn't as good. Uh, you don't know. Well, but rust is one thing. But you weigh that against he's got no mileage. So two years of of not straining knees and and hips and ribs and and not taking shots to the head. But at the end of the day, it's not worth when you when you put all the the factors in. I I don't disagree, but that's you just the wish case. they could be honest yes. and say this guy's yeah, an asshole. No, this and is a we problem. Don't want him. Yeah, but if they do that, it's costing us money. Yeah, if they do that, then the the Greedy. I think the response is well, the the whole communities the the minority community that are football fans are going to be as pissed off, if not more, and be like just because. He causes a little bit of problem for you before the national anthem starts. Well, the problem with Kaepernick is he didn't know how to use a celebrity, right? There were, I mean, granted, I think he did a great job. I think he did it exactly right. I think the response he got was far greater than he, he got, anticipated. He got, the, he got the Nike ad. I mean, so right, dumb, dumb. And he's also got, you know, if if he is more concerned with the cause than he is with making a paycheck, then he had it right up until the Nike contract. I mean, it worked. He he brought a ton of attention to this thing. It caused huge problems for the NFL. I mean, I, I think he did. I think he achieved his goals in in a way that far surpasses expectations. And I'm all for it, but. Here's what they could have done. See, I think he drew attention to the. I, I think the reason why he did the protest was he wanted. He knew he was. He was not going to be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. He was, wasn't good enough. If I make me about this cause, if you fire me, you're firing me because of the cause, and you won't do that. Yeah, I really don't get that read from like from what I've heard him saying. But, then, wh- and but why did he wait until after his peak? To start making an issue about it. That's it's the timing. Well, he's been pretty. Well, he's been pretty open about he it. He didn't That's, protest. He didn't do it. 
Yeah, but that's he didn't have the same awareness. He waited. He didn't have the same awareness. His awareness that I'm not going to be the starting quarterback next year, <laughs> so I need to draw attention to myself and make it about this instead of my performance. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was the his timing. Motivation. Is the timing? The timing just a little weird. Yeah, it happened after Ferguson. That's what it was. Ferguson. Thank you. Yeah. So Ferguson happened, mm-hmm. and it affected him, mm-hmm. and he did a bunch of. And it just happens that it's after his. Period. Yeah. Do you think there's a conspiracy about when Ferguson happened? Do you, so all this, so cops didn't start according to this perspective, right? We're not getting into uh, the police brutality debate. Maybe we are. I don't know. So there wasn't enough police brutality before Ferguson. That was the that was the up until that point. I'm going to talk about it at like a three, but Ferguson happened now. It needs to be a ten. Well, no, he's pretty open about it. he. He feels like he was really sheltered. Mm. Um, he did not have, uh, and he wasn't going to have his starting gig next year. <laughs> it's it's. You have to admit it's an, it's an interesting coincidence. Uh, we, we, you can't get into his mind and read his mind and his heart and all that. And I'm not saying I can. But you can to read me, what he writes and you can me, listen oh, to what he says. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I I, uh, I thought I was going to get fired, so I just took a knee and figured what the hell, right? Of course not. No, but the timing of it um, uh-huh. is in, interesting. Is interesting, but – Because every year there's a police brutality story. Right. Right. He picks this one that just happens to be after his prime when he knows he's not going to have his starting. And it also year. wasn't he picked it. There is there are people who are very influential in um, Black Lives Matter and other organizations that were quiet during the Trayvon thing. Who were able didn't say a word? Who didn't make that a bigger story? No, no. They they met Ferguson. him and he became personal <laughs> friends with them. Because, because <laughs> he's he didn't get make fired. He didn't make friends with somebody because he was going to get fired. Oh, you're so naive. I'm gonna have, have to look it up. For a man with tattoos, you're awfully naive. <laughs> Maybe my tattoos are part of my naivete. <laughs> you're going to the internet. I am. <laughs> oh, this... you need the internet to to defeat my ad hoc argument. It's, no, because I, your timing issue is bogus. The timing issue is not bogus. I the did. kneeling and all of this started okay, when right. he was past his prime, and it was wondering: yeah. Is he going to well, keep I his say job? Past his prime. He's, yes, he's, is he going to keep his job? And he wanted his job. He wanted his job with the with the 49ers to be attached to social justice instead of only his performance on the field. And he miscalculated. Yeah. Well, I don't think he thought he was going to lose his job. Right. I'd have to. Oh, I should have. I should have looked. The problem this up. with the Nike. Can we get into the Nike ad? No one cares about your little internet thing. Yeah, I'm all about the Nike ad. So you think the Nike ad is bad for his cause? Do I think it's bad for his cause? Yeah. No. You don't. No. I. Th- I mean, I think it's huge for his cause. See, I, I think it's too easy to see. It makes him look insincere, right? Believe in something even though it costs you everything. But then get paid, but son. But $17 million or something for your – like you didn't sacrifice everything. You're famous, infamous, famous, whatever. And it's too easy for people that disagree with his position to, to show pictures of you, – you, you put a wounded soldier up there and say this is what sacrificing everything means. You put Jesus up there. And say this is what sacrificing everything means. Not this guy. This guy didn't sacrifice everything. He's not the martyr you want him to be. He made money, more money off of this without getting hurt than he would have if he kept his mouth shut and stayed in the NFL. And that's what's that's what makes him not be a good uh, 
spokesman for this issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, because he's profited off it, uh, right? I, I'm, I'm all for him profiting where, because again, it's not, um, it's got nothing to do with. He's giving up his internet search. Because now you're making me think. (laughs) It only took (laughs) thirty-five for ish, well, thirty minutes in probably. I'm I'm, now I'm thinking. Is it good or bad for his cause? I I think that a lot of that ad is bad. It's good for Nike. It's bad for his cause. I don't think that's true. I don't. Okay, but I don't know that it's. um, Remember, I don't care about this issue, so I'm fine being wrong. Right, this doesn't. I'm only thinking of it in terms of his. If his cause is to continue to draw attention to inequality of treatment of minorities, but it's not. It's drawing attention to him. Yeah, but I and think his, it, and his personality and people aren't saying. I mean, so in in the whole Nike and don't mean to interrupt you, but in, yeah. in the whole Nike discussion, and I'm just going on Facebook, social media, the news. Where has it turned into a conversation about you know is police brutality really a thing? None of it has. It's all about him. Yeah. But if he's able then to – But he's not able to because the conversation ends there. Kaepernick's an <laughs> asshole or Kaepernick's a great guy. Just because you interrupt me doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> I said it with more passion with that <laughs> it keeps his It keeps his name and his face um, out in the, in the public zeitgeist and Ooh. that can so. – Auf Deutsch. <laughs> ja, ja, jawohl. Uh, if that is if that is something that he can leverage into um, more speaking engagements, being in front of more people, getting more money for these yeah, speaking no, engagements. I'm, so, if but he, the fact that he's profiting off it casts doubt as to whether or not this is a sincerely held position, or if he's just that can politics. be the case. But you make money off of telling people about Jesus. Does not that make nearly him, as much? <laughs> no, I know, but like you can't just say if you profit or make money from doing something that makes it insincere. If I, pro- that's just not true. But it you make money debate. talking about Jesus. But both you and I could probably make more money doing something else. He can't. That's true. That is absolutely true. But I, I don't hold it, and I don't think most people will hold it against him that he's getting paid. I mean, if he was doing it for free, let, let's just say, it, if it actually cost him everything, yeah, let's say it's, he's, then he would be more believable. And people have already made up their mind, though. Uh, yeah, but he's. I think he's looking to influence a younger generation, and I think that 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 is where it's. It's not about making up your mind as much as it's about inspiring young guys. Um, like my my kid is the perfect example. I've I've got a fourteen year old who is headed to the NFL. Just ask him; he'll tell you he's on his way. Um, I love that kid. He's got he's no shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Sorry, dude. I mean, it. Um, I think he has a fair chance of being a starter on a high school football team, and I think that's Good. where it peaks. That's that's where he's. That's where. It, Good on you. There's your career. Um, but he, what he thinks of Kaepernick is uh, cool. I mean, he thinks that. He's a guy who made it, made it to the show, and that's awesome. And you know, he he took a stand, and um, he believes in in these things. He, that's right. my kid. Sure, sure. No, my kid doesn't. I mean, his opinions on um, police brutality at fourteen years old as, as a uh, pasty white kid from the suburbs of Des Moines, like his police brutality is not on his radar screen. All he thinks is that's inspiring. 
I like inspiring. I mean, I don't think it's a lot different from uh, Ray Lewis and his pregame dance and yell and scream fest. It's inspiring. It means nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, right unintelligible half of the time, but it works. It does. It gets you fired up. And if if, it, if Colin Kaepernick can get young people inspired to care about something that, that he can say football is good, but there's things more important than football, I'm all for it. If he did that when he still had – when he was at his peak, I'm, again, I'm coming down to timing. It would be better if and he And that he's not insincere – even if he's not insincere, doesn't mean it's not a real issue. My problem is I don't think – most pasty white kids from the suburbs of Des Moines and their equivalent tie Colin Kaepernick to the issue of police brutality. I agree. I, th- I think they just see this dude with a fro making a stink about himself and should he have gotten fired and Nike. I, yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because it, this absolutely did cost him a job, not a starting job in the NFL by any means. But it definitely cost him not everything, not everything. No, for sure. Not everything. Because how many years was he in the NFL? It was more than three, right? See, I. I, Yeah, I because he wasn't a rookie when he got the starting job in San Francisco. No. Yeah. So he's 30 now. Right. So let's count backwards. So two. He's been out of the league for two. So that's 28. So at most six. Yeah. So already so he's, he's already he's there. Got the pension, got the retirement. So again, cost him everything is is not not so much exactly because I I mean at one point I'm, I'm sure it's up. I, I haven't looked at it in years, but you know the the retirement was three hundred grand a year or something like that, and you just had to get three years in and you and you were good to go. Yeah. yeah. So I I find again it, the timing. <laughs> well, I. I I do think it cost him a lot of money in the short term because a backup job is still going to pay a lot more than nothing and a lot more than if he retired because he has he hasn't retired. So he's not getting that that paycheck. And I'm not saying he needs a paycheck or but I'm just saying as far as money goes, I, I don't think the timing was such that that it was beneficial for him. And there was no guarantee. He had no idea that down the road he's going to get this giant contract from Nike. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I was surprised. Smart move on Nike's part? I think so. So their stock dipped 3%, which is nothing. But then online sales of that gear soared. See, I was surprised because when it it first happened, I thought this is – on the one hand, you're like Nike's done their homework. They know that – They've done their research. And to me, it was interesting that having done the research, Nike figures they can make more money alienating all the anti-Kaepernick people from never buying their crap again or at least for six months until the next thing comes out. Exactly. Versus we are going to – we're going to become a tribal – we're going to become a tribal line that targets – that caters to this demographic that supports or at least is ambivalent towards Kaepernick. Yeah, this gets back to we we talked in a few podcasts ago about tribalism. Mm-hmm. Nike has decided to become a tribalistic brand, and and I think they also wisely, and there's money to be made there. Yeah, I think they wisely wagered on the fickle nature of our our stupid American brains because they're like, yeah, in the short run, it's people are going to burn our stuff well, after they bought it. Yeah, and burning your, burning this stuff is 
great for Nike because you know what you need now? Now it's rare. Shoes. <laughs> now it's rare, right? <laughs> and and you're going to come back. Nike just was like, you're going to come back. You're going to come back because you're going to want the at, at least in that tier of the best stuff. I mean, you're, you're not going to go from uh, a $120 pair of Nikes to – $30 New Balance or something stupid. Like you're going to get – still going to get good shoes if you like good shoes. You're still going to go that direction and give it, it, it – for football cleats or for basketball shoes or something at some point, you're buying Nikes again. They know it. But what's interesting about Nike is – and this is where I think Kaepernick, if he's sincere in his blah, 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 maybe made a mistake in going for the Nike deal is that Nike used Kaepernick – not his issue, right? They made it about Kaepernick, not about the issue that Kaepernick represented. Right. This man lost every, and they know it's not true. They know he didn't right. lose everything. We're giving you a seventeen million dollar shoe deal. Right. But they made it about Kaepernick, not about his issue. And Kaepernick, if he was a true believer, would have said, "This isn't good enough. I want you to do something public about the issue of police brutality before I give you my image and likeness." And I, I am, um, I suspect that's coming. I suspect that this is rolling out because, you know, um, as as Brandon pointed out in the last podcast, because um, we just briefly touched on it, the timing of this is perfect for the the shopping season that's coming up. So I don't I want to know what the next component. So you you announce it, you, you put the the picture up with Controversy, the face, boom. Yeah. yeah, and you you get the energy, and then now does. Does Nike roll out something or or does Colin – what's his next step? Because this is all it is. It is, it is really kind of stupid. If his it's, line, right? Yeah. Well, we know we know the deal isn't just we're going to take your picture and put some words on your face. It's, it's a line. What does that line mean? What does it look like? What is it about? Bulletproof vests. Yeah, I don't know. That I, would be – Probably helpful because, <laughs> I mean, where, where I thought this Kevlar was – Kevlar backpacks. I mean, you know, you could go lots of directions with it. Kevlar backpacks are the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Listen, I'm a gun guy and I'm, I'm here to tell you Kevlar backpacks, if, if you're buying them for your kids, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm First sorry. of all, your kid's not going to get shot at school. The likelihood is extremely low. Extremely right. low. And number two, um, now you're also wagering that they're going to have their freaking backpack on. Now your kid's afraid to go to school because you're armoring him up to go to class. Well, you don't even have to tell him. I mean they're, they're lightweight. I mean you just like they're always gonna, wear this backpack. Even in gym class, put it especially. On front. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's the other side is so it only works for like specific dir- – like this is not – the odds of this saving your kid – is zero. It's so it's zero. low. It's yeah, measurably zero. It it it's a dumb dumb idea. So if you have one, I'm sorry. I apologize, but it is stupid. Um, Some company played on your fears. Yeah, your and kid's going to be in a classroom, sitting down with his backpack not on. <laughs> when the guy with the gun comes, little Jimmy, put your backpack on. Hold it up to your face. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, <laughs> drives me nuts. <laughs> but um, what what I was anticipating is um the conversation just i i am deeply concerned about our country becoming a warlord country and have a warlord mindset in not just our leadership but like in who we are i mean it's 
support our troops. I I am all pro military. I actually kind of hope my son gets uh, into into the military at some point too. But I I want there to be um, the hope to get out of wars. I mean, we have been in a we've been in wars for seventeen years. And you're 100 percent wrong. We have not been in war since the end of World War II. Because we haven't declared it. See, and that's where I think the problem is, mm-hmm. is we've – the Congress has abdicated their responsibility. The way the whole thing was set up is is to not be a warlord country. Mm-hmm. And it was – Congress, you have to get behind this. So the vast majority of states has to be behind this. They're the bad guys over there. We want them dead. Dear President, you are the head of the military. Go kill those guys over there. Let us know when it's done. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was set up. And so our military is functioning not as it was designed to. Not at all. Where the president can basically – military action. Overseas. But not war. Right. Military action. What does it look – what does military action look like? Looks like a bunch looks of like, Looks military. like war. Yeah, it looks a lot like war. <laughs> Only we're not because, – because war needs to involve – the problem now is, is, is you have a professional military class. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's their job to go over there and basically promote our diplo- promote diplomacy through other means. Yeah, right. I mean, so you're von Clausewitz or whatever, right? So, because I went to seminary, let me tell you about foreign policy and <laughs> military industrial <laughs> complex. But war was supposed to be this thing that the nation has to be behind, and everything comes to a halt, like it did in World War II. We shift production into making tanks and bombs and whatever. And it's a 100% effort and we throw everything we can at the bad guys until they cry uncle. And then maybe we help them rebuild or not. But but that's war. This idea of like, eh, it would be nice if we could do something about that thing over there. Let's send our military over and we don't want you to do too much but we also want to win. But if you could like not kill – only kill those kind of people but not those kind of people. Like it's just not designed to – it's not designed to succeed. No, it's designed to be profitable. Our, our the whole military right? is just about profit at this point. I mean, it's we're we're fighting against countries in in places with our equipment that on their side. So we've sold them the planes. We've sold them our tier two stuff. Yeah, and then we use our tier one stuff. Oh no no no! We have to develop t- more tier one stuff because now they've got F sixteens. We need an F twenty two. Well, where do they get the F sixteens from? Well, we sold them to them. Well, again, who's we? I mean, it's uh, we, the United States government, Northrop Grumman. It, you can't you you can't separate the two because no no company and that's the problem. that is a problem. See, but no company is just like, oh uh, yeah, uh, sorry I didn't uh, mention it, but we sold them some tanks. Uh, is that cool? <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. The government makes these deals and yeah, the companies um, then build them and profit on them as well. But And this is something even the libertarian in me, like I'm glad that the production of tanks is regulated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. on record say – but it, so, so what does supporting the troops mean, right? Does it mean that you support every decision made by politicians involving the military or does it mean that you want the troops to – to do the job that the Constitution created them to do. It's getting harder and harder to define what supporting the troops are because it is hard to support what they've been tasked with. Right. So like I'm 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 supportive in that I want them to be safe and not dead. 
I want that. I want the country to be safe from enemies, foreign and domestic. And I, and I like I like supporting them in the that they have signed up to do bold and brave things to go and kill bad guys because I I think that the guys we're killing are bad guys. I do, but my question becomes: Are we making more bad guys? I think we are. <laughs> There's a problem in how we're handling all this stuff overseas. And how do we get ourselves in a position where? Leave the bad guys off of it. Like we have military bases in friendly countries. In every country. How would you feel about like a friendly co- – like Canada having a military base right. in Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> Guessing it would nobody be a fan of that. No, especially if like every once in a while they came out of their military base and like blew up people that we knew. Yeah. Maybe they're bad guys, maybe not, and we can't stop. No, and and I understand the whole world policeman after World War II. We're like we're the big kid on the block, and I understand how it represents our best economic interest to have these military bases. It's just weird that we got to the point where our best economic interest is served by us basically having an occupying force in every nation in the world. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. And it's weird that maybe not every nation. You know what I mean. Like all over the it, place. It's almost every country. Yeah, and it's it, it. It also seems very strange to me the the odd bedfellows that we end up having with like Saudi Arabia is our good friend now. Yeah, that's uh, why. Why do we like Saudi Arabia? Why Why are we pro Saudi? I mean, they're the guys who did the the twin towers. They did it. <laughs> Their people did it, and the government maybe turned a blind eye to it, right? Right, but we invaded Iraq. <laughs> like we missed because we could win there. Yeah, like we just we you missed by several thousand miles. <laughs> if, if, if the whole war was about nine eleven, or if it was about weapons of mass destruction, which are obviously what was what bad intel or whatever you want to believe on that. Um, yeah, we it's still those are bad guys in Saudi Arabia. You don't think that that Bush Junior just wanted to finish Dad's job? I mean, I. No, I, I, I don't. I don't believe that we would make a decision to. And again, you don't want to discredit the effort of our military men and women. But it wasn't war; it was conflict, right? A military yeah. operation in Iraq. Yeah. That the the people that went over there, heroic, right? Thank you for doing. Thank you for doing that. Um. You, I don't. I mean, you wouldn't go to war over. You would hope that you would know enough about your intel to know that it was bad before you would send our men and women into war or even into that kind of conflict. Right. I, I don't think that it was about finishing his dad's job. I think it was about um, Saddam Hussein. And, and I, I think the – and this is where I, I won't get real conspiracy theory-ish, but I'll get a little bit conspiracy theory-ish and say I, I don't think anybody really was certain that there were weapons of mass destruction there. I don't. I think that um, it was they were opportunistic. They wanted Hussein out, which, which by the way, is this ironic because we put him in. So, mm-hmm. like, so uh, that goes sideways then. And then they're like, "Oh crap! How do we get that guy? We can't just. How do we sell it to the public? That you remember how we were saying Hussein was good? They ran Iraq war. Remember how we were on Team Iraq? Yeah, we're not there anymore. We're not there, but oh, weapons of mass destruction. You know those those brown people who flew the planes? I mean, they're brown. <laughs> 
probably the same people, right? Like, should we do some homework on that? No, no, no. I mean, they're the same they're people. All Sunnis, they're Shiites. all Sunnis, Shiites. Same people. Yeah. What, what, yeah, and Americans just... go Sunni, Shiite, Kurdish. Well, Shiite. Just... <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Yeah, the American public is just like, bah, you mean brown. I don't care. Whatever. And that that was it. If, if we really wanted to go after the people of 9-11, we'd have gone after Saudi. If we really wanted to, to cause healthy change, the, that kingdom in, in Saudi Arabia, there was just this last week, um, a guy got arrested, a guy and a girl uh, were mm-hmm. arrested for having breakfast together because it's illegal in that country for a man to have breakfast with a woman who is not his wife or relative. So I think the reason why we went into <laughs> Iraq and Afghanistan, right, is we went into Afghanistan in the way that we did. If we were just going in to get bin Laden, why all of a sudden have we taken over the country? And why are we still there? We shot that guy in the face. Maybe. Oh, totally. <laughs> Don't be we that guy. We shot him. They made a movie about it. It clearly happened uh, that obviously. way. <laughs> right? Definitely. Well, I don't know how it happened, but we definitely shot that guy in the and face. And then we definitely dropped his body off in the ocean without, like, taking pictures just to make America know that, like, see, it's him. That's the weird part is we dumped his body in the ocean. But I – well – And I think we got him. I'm not conspiracy yeah, yeah, theory yeah. that way. All I'm saying is I think it's weird we dumped his body in the ocean. And I, I don't I don't necessarily think that they, that was a bad move given the reasons that were given. What were the reasons that were given? I mean, you got to bury Muslims on time? Yeah. I mean it was it was it was uh, to try and it was it was to try and honor um the the islamic laws and rules around that sort of stuff and the reason being mm-hmm. we didn't want his family and I mean, this is, these are the reasons given i'm not saying that i agree with it but the reasons given is um well, of course there were reasons given like we just let him up the back of the he fell ship. what if he just fell off like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> They're like carrying him on the stretcher, the stretcher, or somebody Some trips. Some guy. <laughs> Should we be carrying him this close to the edge? Of the sh- it's fine. fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Crap. Um, what are the Muslim burials? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, they uh, always bury their dead at yeah. sea. So we no, need all a those- Quran. We need a Quran. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be funny if that was a but I, it's I am, probably something goofy like <laughs> it because it's weird. Well, but w- whatever the reason, if that was really the reason, it didn't work because now Bin Laden's son is the next Bin Laden. It sounds like. I mean, that's who saw that coming. Yeah, right. There's a reason why. Let's go. Let's go Bible. Like you kill the last king and his family. Yeah, and not today. You can't do that because that's not nice. But there's a reason why they did that, right? But I think it's also it was pretty misguided to be like, well. His son seems like a nice guy. We, <laughs> we we don't want to we don't want to anger them. So after shooting their guy in the face, <laughs> invading their country, shooting their guy in the face, invading another one of their countries. Let's let's do a proper burial. But if we tr- get feed his body to the sharks, they'll be like, "Put down your weapons." Oh, thank you so much, America. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you for that. So I, I that that's where I don't agree with uh, that. That was a dumb idea, and, and I think it was a dumb idea led by an administration that was too sensitive in, in that regard. In some ways, very sensitive to Muslim stuff. In other ways, like you invaded countries and like yeah. blew a lot of stuff up. Yeah, and and the, you're droning people, and it was Muslim stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they're probably pissed. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, I get that. 
I, I just think it was a dumb way to go about it. But I think there's, I think that the, the there will be all kinds of stuff that comes out with pictures, with all kinds of data. We'll, we'll see that eventually. It's just going to take some uh, of, uh, freedom of information yeah. act. And well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we got like I'm not doubting we got him. <clears throat> to me, it's just weird that we like, and then his body's gone. Yeah, no, I this I'm, quick like. I'm the guy who thinks we should be dipping bullets in bacon grease and like, you know, being, being like, listen, if surrender. Yeah. If you want to go, we're going to go like this is not if, if you want. But that's the whole issue is are we going or aren't we? Can we, the Congress, can you vote on either we're going to go to war or not? And if we're not going to war, the boys are coming home. So just recently, the uh, the giant spending bill for the defense that went through. Yeah. There was three pages in it. How do you know this? You have like a church to run. I read things, Duncan. I don't know. I do too, but they <laughs> usually have to do with like Jesus and church and cars. <laughs> you got your things. I got my things. I I just – I'm kind of always on and always reading and always watching stuff. Um, but in that defense budget, there was kind of a, a big deal. three um, – um, I'm also really Me. smart. <laughs> really, really intelligent. People say. <laughs> I've heard. Plan. Um, there was these three pages that that <laughs> gave permission to – I think it was the Secretary of Defense, um, Secretary of the Interior or something like that and the president to take necessary actions against Iran. There's a there's a war coming and and so there was no there isn't the, uh, the Congress Iran no Congress Congresswoman from Hawaii whose name I always forget because it's goofy Tuli Guilford Tuli it's Tuli Gabbard right Tuli Gabbard or something like that yeah not, not, she was the one in the was in the military yes it's kind of really liberal crazy on some things but like not bad on others yeah yeah, yeah. something like that she's yeah. she's interesting like a younger Camilla Harris kind of looking thing. Yes, but not crazy like Camilla Harris. Camilla Harris is crazy. So Democrats, you should nominate Camilla Harris. That would be a very <laughs> smart thing for you to do. She can really win over the undecideds mm-hmm. and those voters that put Trump over the top. She can win them over in a heartbeat. So you want Trump to win? No. No. <laughs> do we want to go there now? <laughs> no, no, no. I. But the point is she introduced an amendment to that bill that was just keep everything just the way it is. Let's take those three pages about writing a, a blank check so that we can invade Iran. Let's take that out. 60 out of 400 plus voted for it. Congress was like, no, nah, we need another war. We, we need another battlefront. We need – we got so many tanks. We got to put them somewhere. Or – I mean Iran has so many young people, right? They're like the millennial country, Right. When the young people are like, we've had enough of this crap, do you think that those pages are in there just to be like – so instead of – remember when Obama, like his first year, Iran like was ready to overthrow the government. Obama was like, meh, and all it would have taken is, all right, CIA, wake up and go do your thing in Iran and we would have overthrown the government. This is not saying we're going to put tanks on your doorstep because all that would do is unify Iran. We do good when Iran is divided like it is today between the young progressive people and the old people with beards that want to cut your hands off. Uh, dude, I, I just – I'm telling you it's coming. We're, we're going to have a new Glenn Beck war. right here across the table. Here, here <laughs> Glenn it comes. Glenn Beck. Here it comes. 
It's I, not conspiracy it shit, man. Is. It was the. It's a. It's saying that the if bill. Iran does dumb stuff, we're going to respond militarily. But we, no, we don't need to. We don't need to do that. If they do dumb stuff, we can respond without the preemptive blink check. But now we can point to it and be like, "If you mess, which this is we've coming. never done before." Okay. So why this time? When we go to a war with Iran, will you have me back on? I'll apologize. I will do that, and okay. you will apologize. I will apologize. I don't. I think Iran itself, it's, it'll be a, 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 rev, a revolution within the country, and we will support whoever we want to support. That's our way. Getting back to why did we evade Iraq and Afghanistan, um, I think the reason we did it was we knew a war in Saudi Arabia and Iran would be too costly in terms of what it would do to the economy because the, of the oil market, right? Yeah. Back in 2001, 2002, we were heavily dependent on oil from from over there. Mm-hmm. And instability would drive oil up to two, $300 a barrel. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. I think Bush one thought that the idea of freedom would appeal to, I think he was, you can say naive. I really think he believed that people crave freedom. Yeah. And if we go into countries and give them an opportunity to create a system that promotes freedom, they're going to do backflips for it. And what he didn't realize is Islam and freedom are incompatible. Well, and, and I think that a lot of people want freedom, but the the problem is it is such a slow process. And we invo- we invaded, and we're like, yeah, see, there you go, now you're free. And then we left, and the, they were like, we're free, and they were free for minutes. <laughs> and then they started oh, shooting minutes. You know, then then people were like, oh, what do you do with your freedom? I can kill those people. Yeah, I can grab this thing. I mean, it was just you know that the people decided to grab power because why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I mean, it's right there. You've got resource and wealth and guns, and the Americans just pulled out. They jumped on it, and they they just so it it, would, it takes a, a culture change. I mean, that's the reason why it worked so well in the U.S. is because we didn't have to change the culture that was here. We just had to kill them all or put them on reservations, and then we got to start fresh. So we could do that in Iraq. We'd kill them all. And then just move a bunch of Americans over there. It's it's not that binary, is it? I mean (laughs) – I'm I'm not recommending that. (laughs) I'm just saying. And then why Iraq? Because it – now we have a a a huge military outpost right now. Now we've surrounded with with all the other little Middle Eastern countries that we have military operations in. Now we've surrounded Saudi Arabia and Iran. So it allows us with Afghanistan in the north, east, Iraq to the west – we have them, for all intents and purposes, surrounded so that if they act up, we can we can look. We'll be there in minutes. So you guys behave, right? I, and I mean the the whole thing with Iran and, and why do I I speculate that could be a thing? Is number one, um, they probably are working towards nuclear weapons quickly. I, I don't buy for a second anybody puts that no, off the table, right? right. Um, because we gave them a bunch of money and we made a deal and they said, okay. You no, know, we gave money for hostages is what we did and nothing. I mean, right? Right. That's what it was about. Obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, they, it, and it's in their interest to get a bomb because every country with a bomb has not been invaded by the U.S. Right. So North Korea. We, we, <laughs> North Korea is is a – they're smart because they saw what happened in Libya with Gaddafi we we made a deal with Libya and said if you if you denuke, we, we promise will. we won't come in and kill you. Right. So then they denuked and we killed them. 
Yeah, so North Korea is looking at that going, so all we have to do is put down the nuclear weapons and you'll promise not to kill us. Okay. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I think because China's their ally and China says if you come in and kill them, you have to deal with us. We don't. It's not worth it for us to deal with China to come after North Korea if they denuclearize. If they denuclearize, the threat goes away. And everybody's happy. We don't need to they, – they're no longer a threat. Oh, I agree. I don't think they're ever going to do it. I think they will. Ooh, I don't think so. I, I think I – and I call me naive. I think they will because, because of China. Mm-hmm. Because China will keep us from doing uh, Gaddafi in North Korea. Well, and, and the, way, the way that we would do it is um, – Subversely, like we we would use South Korea, we would influence them. So they they put down their nuke, go get them, or we we'd use we do a proxy war. So why would South Korea want North to take over North Korea? Here's a bunch of really starving people. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> why do we want that? We don't want that. Basically, you're like North Korea is a huge refugee camp, and now it's your responsibility. South Korea doesn't want that. Well, there's a lot of resource. Maybe 70 years ago they did, but yeah. they don't now. Why would they? There's a well, and North Korea now. Now your economy is open to the world. King <clears throat> Jong Un is is an, is a megalomaniac, and so he wants to be worshipped like Grandpa, right? <laughs> What's the one way you can be worshipped like Grandpa? Make your people as fat and happy as you, or and point the, guns at them and tell tell them to worship you. <laughs> That's been working. Ones that are left. <laughs> But but right. So I, I think he does see that if because he was educated in the West, he knows what they're missing out on. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, he has what everybody else is missing out on. <laughs> but he wants to be worshipped. And if I can make my people fat and happy, they will love me and worship me. I think he looks around and says there's a lot of a lot of people who are fat and happy who hate their leaders. A lot of people don't like I don't think he wants there to be an option to hate him because some people love uh, Angela Merkel. Some people hate her. Some people love Donald Trump. Some people hate him. Some people he knows love. people don't love him. He knows that like – But he also knows he can point a gun at are going to him. march in that pr- – but I think he wants to be loved. <laughs> like for real. Aww, for real. So he's for sensitive reals. Duncan. <laughs> he just wants a hug. <laughs> is that all Kim needs is just some hug? He wants to be famous like his grandpa was. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't expect anything to happen. I'm always of the opinion that the guy is only worried about the guy. So yeah, he's he he looks at it and goes, you know what? This country might fall apart in about seventy years and just be, but I'll be dead, so whatever. Not my problem. He's gonna make it through his life, and he's gonna be just fine. He he's also worried about being picked off. Yeah, he should be. He really should be. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I that would be, um, I think, the most. I, and I'm still not sure why we haven't done that. Why Why have we not just – Throw the country into chaos and let China come in and make everything OK? Yeah. Just it's not going to be us, but – Just pick that dude off. But you, you'd, have to get a, you'd have to get a fair number of people quickly because – Because Seoul is like a stone's throw. The problem is – I mean I've seen the – I've seen the intelligence brief. No. I, I mean just read articles on what happens if we go into North Korea and it's basically everyone in Seoul dies. Yeah, and it's not nuclear. It's, no, it's nasty. Artillery. It's tanks and like yes. just artillery. They can hit Seoul with artillery. Uh huh. So you don't you don't want a to lot invade of artillery pointed at Seoul. You don't want to invade North Korea. Yeah. 
it's just Seoul's too close. Like you need to move your city 100 miles south. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could talk about it. But an invasion of North Korea is not going to happen. I think they denuclearize because we're going to dangle the carrot of we'll open up the world economy to you. And you won't have to worry about a revolution. You won't have to worry about your people starving. And I you think will be famous. We'll appeal to his ego. And they'll say – isn't that the same thing you said to that Gaddafi guy? <laughs> yes, but Gaddafi didn't have China. And we can point to that and be like, if if we mess with you, China's going to mess with us. We'd win, but we don't want – It's it, you guys are small potatoes to us. I don't think that the relationship is as tight between China and North Korea as that. I think, North, I think China is their ally because they realize that if the U.S. were – I mean just – Ignore how impossible it would be to, for this to happen. But then if the U.S. was in North Korea, if we then are on a border of China, mm-hmm. that's what they're concerned about. So they're, they're like, yeah, you, you just be you and not the U.S. and we'll be cool. We'll, we'll float you some oil. We'll, we'll do a couple of things, you know, back channels. You just stay there and keep the U.S. off of our border. That's, right. that's – and, and I think that if, if they like – Denuked and said we're going to open up and be friendly with the U.S. I think China is going ah crap. There goes that because we'll put a base there. We put freaking bases everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the what we do. I yeah no and but getting back to the Middle East right, which is what we know the most about clearly. <laughs> no, we 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 did Iraq because we wanted to surround the real enemies that we couldn't go into because it'd be too costly: Saudi Arabia and Iran. But the problem is the young Iranians are not our enemy. The young Iranians would love Western democracy. It seems that way. I mean from yeah. what, what little I have actually read and, and seen on it, it does seem that way. But it, I just feel like we're, we're only causing the production of more enemies as we fight more wars, as we blow up more stuff. And I'm, I am convinced that that is the ultimate goal is to keep unrest and fight and and war going on in the Middle East. Of course it is because the Muslim world ever unified, was ever united. It would be a problem. (laughs) And Uh it's really profitable. We sell a lot of things that go boom to people to use against each other. And we have to we have to keep spending on the money on the military. You don't want the boys over in the sandbox to have subpar gear, do you? Well, no. We're going to need another $800 billion. And, and this is where I get upset because it is utter bullshit, this this whole idea that we have uh, a president that nobody likes, so we have to work hard to to limit his power. Like We were all terrified because the crazy man's going to have his finger on the button, right? Then we gave him – uh, like a huge increase, like an $80 billion increase over the military budget. And we're like, yeah, we're scared that he's crazy and going to use the military, but here's more military. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Right, right. We're terrified that he's going to do something crazy like invade Iran. That that would be terrifying, but we're just going to make sure that it, it's totally possible. So does he get impeached? No. No. No, this – What happened? What happened? I mean – for, we're in Iowa. So, I mean, Cory Booker, you know, Spartacus is – he's coming to town. What happens in the next two years? Because my feeling is that, that the Republicans are going to get a bloodbath in November as part of a longer-term strategy to not have Trump in the White House come the election of 2020. That is, that is I think, the strategy. But I um, 
I don't believe that the the blue wave is coming. I don't think it's there. I think that um, – See, I didn't think it was coming and now I do. I, I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. 14 points on a general ballot. They're ahead of Republicans. Oh, you know what? Polls have been really accurate lately. <laughs> but when no poll shows that your guy is popular, that's a problem. That is the story of the 2016 election. <laughs> I mean, it was he was not popular, not winning on any poll. And then he won. On a national poll. Yeah, I, I don't think <clears throat> and – it, and it still is as far as the Senate goes. It, it would have to be a win in every single – Every single election to for the Democrats to get a majority. They'd have to win every Oh, the deck is stacked for the Republicans one. in the yeah, Senate. It's in not huge lows. Bigly. Bigly. Very yeah. bigly. Bigly um, bestly. But I, I I'm very curious how he how he stays president because I can see the Republicans in the in the House and even some in the Senate, the minute they see a path to impeachment and removal. They'll turn on him on a dime. They'll turn on him fast. Maybe, but the the problem still remains. Um, what is impeachable? And this this is whatever where, they say it is. Well, they the, can remove you for 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 checking the mail. All they have to do is say we believe that because it's not a criminal proceeding. Yeah, it's an administrative proceeding. Right. These are high crimes and misdemeanors. Sure. But there was – so every time that there's been the, the, the talks about the things that he has done, that you know the, the treason or the things that are illegal, we're not really close to getting that. We're not. It's, it is – so everybody's talking about Manafort and how – so here's a, here's a great example. But it's not, poli- it's, not, it's not criminal. It's political. Yeah, but there has to be something. There, but there doesn't. No, there actually does. <laughs> I mean, there has to be a thing. But guilt does not have to be proven in a court of law because you can before you proceed with impeachment. That's hearings. true. No, that's true. so there does not have to be criminal a, a proven criminal act. Correct. But so look, if you if you look at um, going back to Clinton, it, the thing that he did, this I mean, he lied. He about getting a blowjob in the Oval Office, right? It, Come on, this is this is not like he he murdered somebody in in the Oval Office and buried him in the Rose Garden. I mean, that's he lied. He might have done that too, <laughs> possibly. But that's so it's pretty pretty small potatoes when it comes to the, that impeachable offense. He told a lie. He told a lie that I think uh, a lot of married he, guys would he, tell. <laughs> but he told a lie under oath. And yeah, that, yeah. So that is we've decided that's criminal, no matter what the lie is about. So we've decided that right. it's criminal. But there, so there needs to be a thing, a something, and the the question, of course, is what is that thing for Donald Trump that that is going to fall apart on you? You're no, right. it's not. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. So, so let's let's talk about the stuff that happened. Um, the what is what is the thing for Donald Trump? First, let, let's. Talk. I don't understand the Russia. The Russia, th- and I've watched the news and all this. So his people talked to Russian people about, hey, can you use the internet to help us win the election? That's, that's not even it. But even if that – like so what? Yeah. It was uh, Russia contacted them or they contacted Russia. No, Russia contacted them and said, we've got dirt on Hillary. So they were like, ooh, OK. So I think it was Trump Jr. I'm not sure which, which person it was – went – and was like, what's your dirt on, on Hillary? And then it was like, eh. It's not really that big a deal. I don't think it's they actually service. had it. I think they I think they were just 
It was a setup. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, oh. Let's talk about adoption. Yeah. <laughs> just like whatever. Because so, they did. I mean that was the whole thing. It was, oh, this was just about you know, ado- uh, some adoption thing, right? Right. So it's, it's, not, it's not really there. It, there isn't this – Russia did not – and here's another thing. Is Russia did not hack our election the way that everybody thinks. They didn't, they didn't swing any votes. No. What they did was they hacked the DNC mm-hmm. and made the DNC look stupid. So there is that. that. That probably had some influence. Their job is to create chaos. And they also spent – and this is where I think this is funny. They spent a few hundred thousand dollars – for Facebook. (laughs) Fake news on Facebook. Yeah. So what you're saying is Hillary's war chest of $2 billion (laughs) was outplayed by uh, some Russian with a hundred grand and Facebook. That's, that's, that's your, you're saying, obviously they swung the whole election. How could we outspend a hundred thousand dollars on Facebook? By spending five hundred thousand or a billion dollars on Facebook, ads? right? If that hundred thousand is so effective, why weren't you doing it over and over right. and over and over? Right. So no, no machine was hacked, and and this is <clears throat> this is the story that the most no voting machine was hacked. Right. No votes were like switched from one right. to the other. Well, I mean, there's always voter. There's tampering, and there's hanging chads, and there's stuff like that. Oh, yeah. but not from Russia. Oh, there was a there was a, a woman in Des Moines who got arrested for voting twice. But she voted twice on purpose because she believed the lies. This this is like where Facebook, fake news, Russia did something. They she was convinced because of something she read on Facebook that was probably Russian originating that they weren't going to count all of the Trump votes. So she voted in two different places, and like they caught her. She got arrested. She went to jail because she's <laughs> you a can't moron. Do that. <laughs> It's, so yeah, I, do I do I think there's some shenanigans? There's always going to be some shenanigans, and I think we do a fair job of limiting it and catching it and putting people in jail for it. Are there a few that slip by? Well, probably for sure in Chicago, where dead people vote all the time. But point being, the, Russia did not hack us in that regard. Russia hacked us by making the Russian Russian hacking thing. A thing, a thing, uh-huh. giving it legs, give, putting it in our in our mental. I so when I, <clears throat> man, sorry about that. When I travel overseas, uh, I was talking to a guy in in Kenya. I was talking to a guy in Germany. They all when, when they brought it up, they'd all be like, "And Russia hacked." And I go, "Whoa, slow down. What do you think Russia did?" Mm-hmm. The the world believes, and I and I think a lot of Americans believe. That they changed – that Russia voted for Trump. That like yeah. they snuck in and were like, vote, 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 vote. That's not how it happened. And the question is – to me, why would that make sense? I mean, when you look at Hillary's – the uranium deal, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> she was already pretty, pretty friendly with Russian interests. Yeah. Um, and Hillary has, I would, I would argue, a more impeachable past than Trump. Yeah. Because Trump is just this philanderer. He's a loudmouth philanderer. Maybe he's a genius. Maybe he's a dumb dumb. Right? Hillary may have killed people. Yeah. No. Not may have. Well. Right. <laughs> so. So for Russia, you would want Hillary, right? I mean, Trump is unpredictable. Yeah. Hillary, you kind of know what her next move is going to be all the time because she's this robot. 
Except that she moving moving up to um, the election, she had come out hard on a couple of things. So uh, you know, it's it's hard against painting. No, when when she was still Secretary of State after the the The, Ukrainian deal, the reset. Yeah, she she started to press back against Russia in in a lot of places. But man, all that aside. uh, the point being, when you this this is where I think things are not being made public enough, or people aren't talking enough. Like, so Manafort, we we've got him. He's pegged. He's he is convicted. He's a bad guy. Did bad things. He's gonna go to jail. And now they're talking a, a flip with him and all that. But and Papadopoulos, <laughs> which is the best name <laughs> ever. Of, of course, you're guilty. <laughs> Papadopoulos. <laughs> what what is Manafort been convicted of? For reg, for not for failing to register in the right way as a foreign agent. Yeah, and and, it, and it's paperwork. Yeah, and he some, didn't do paperwork. And some other shenanigans financially that sure, that right. he didn't uh, declare or whatever. Who was he? It's wor- paperwork. Yeah. Who was he working with when he did that? Freaking John Podesta. Who is a DNC? He, he, he was yeah. the guy who was the the leader of the DNC campaign efforts. So, and and this is all way before Trump stuff. So we've got him. Everybody thinks we got we got Manafort. He's he's one of the top guys with Trump. Like we we got him for something he did long before he was connected with Trump. It'd be like saying you know well, we're we're going to get Hillary because you know. Chelsea cheated on a test in college. Yeah, not not a thing. It's not a thing. And and the the biggest question mark out there is and and this I find just absolutely hilarious is the payment to a hooker, Stormy Daniels, right, porn star but hooker. Is that payment actually a, a campaign, campaign contribution that you didn't declare? Keep in mind (laughs) – and and then keep in mind that Obama had to fork over a $200,000 fine for failing to report similar campaign contributions like because the laws are so weird and everything happens so fast that there's going to be some misrepresentation of what is a campaign expense and what is – this is not – this is not clear. Yeah, to be clear, it was uh, for Obama. He didn't report it within 48 hours. Like there's a there's a time stamp. It's, it's weird, right? It's super weird. Like how how are you going to track all of those donations and report all of that? But but regardless, this this is not the sort of a thing where it's uh, it's a violation. But I don't know if it is uh, illegal in the sense of being able to be criminally prosecuted. It's, it's civil. I think it's I think you just pay a fine. Right? Yeah. For, because they know the laws are impossible to right. navigate. So what is the impeachable thing for Trump? And and I don't want this by the way, anybody listening, I don't want this to come off as I'm a Trump supporter. Oh, that's not it. I'm just saying it's foolish to think that there's something we're gonna get the guy on. Impeachment is dumb. But you don't need a criminal conviction before you can proceed with impeachment. Yeah, but there isn't a, there isn't anything that he's going to get right. impeached for. I 100% agree. It's that we don't like him and we think he's nuts. Yeah, not going to happen because he's useful. Well, the Democrats would be dumb to impeach him because they can roll they can run the table in 2020 with him. I that's why I'm saying the Republicans will turn on him and force the Democrats' hand. We'll vote to impeach him. How about you? 
Uh, I don't think so. And they have to say yes, and then he goes away, and you get Pence, who will win in 2020. I, I don't think so. I think Trump wins in 2020. You think he wins again? I do. Because the Democrats will nominate somebody who can't win. Yes. Instead yeah. of nominating Joe Manchin, which would pick up all the Trump voters and be probably not a terrible president. Right. I mean, there's they're there, going to nominate someone farther to the left than Hillary. We weren't left enough in the last election. We didn't get our base out enough in the in the last election. But that's a, a big piece of it, and I think that everybody is is sick of your standard um, politician. And I, I think a lot of the the country feels like I do, just apathetic about. Like I don't care. I, you're all the same person, right? There's no left – blue team, red team, you're all the same. You just lie to me and and tell me things. You you say you're you're against war. I mean Obama was going to end all of the wars and and free people and all this and all he did is – let's drone people. Yeah, so he just started droning people. He was like we're going to be the most uh, transparent uh, administration ever. Completely false. And we're we're going to support whistleblowers. He just prosecuted them and – I mean, the Republicans, the party of fiscal restraint, <clears throat> spends more money than pro anybody. life. Yeah, they're all the it's same. It's all people. the same. It's all the same. And the goal is to get reelected. And the minute you solve problems, is when issues are no longer issues. If you actually built the wall, if you solve the immigration problem, now you can't run on that issue, which in your district gets mm-hmm. you elected. The blue team, they want to run on the same issue because in their district it gets them elected. Yeah. So there's no reason for. Politicians to solve problems, right. they're, they're, and it, their goal is to get reelected. That's we, it on the on the issues that got them elected. Which, if you solve the issues, now they have nothing to run on. And I think that is the same. I think that domestic policy that you just outlined is also our foreign policy in the Middle East. If we solve this problem, we won't have to build any more planes. And those are fun to build and they're really – they make us a lot of money. We get to fly them around and blow shit up. It's awesome. Why don't you love America? <sighs> drives me crazy. Yeah, there is um, – uh, he's not going to get impeached. I think that um, Democrats are going to end up if, – if they put somebody up that is compelling, I, I think Bernie Sanders – because he doesn't seem traditional. They got to they got to get somebody. He's too old. I agree. I agree. I no, he's not. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. But I I think he would win. I don't think it would be good. <laughs> I think win, he would win the election. I do. I think, absolutely not. I think Bernie beats Trump no. because the no. the one factor I think that got Trump is. He's not one of those guys. No, I think he is one of those guys. But he sold himself. Well, of course, he's one of those guys. <laughs> but he sold himself as not one of those guys. And enough people believed him that he's not one of those guys. He's he's not one of those lying liar politicians. But anyone with a job making money is not going to vote for Sanders. Yeah, and I think he'll get a lot of people who don't think and just vote. I don't, but not enough. That's what we thought about Trump. You thought I? Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of people who thought Trump was going to win. I did not think he was going to win. I didn't think Hillary could win. I didn't vote, by the way. It's the only election I haven't voted in because there was no one to vote for. As I was driving uh, up to Deer Camp, which is when we voted, um, I was up there driving up. I I decided I was going to count signs in people's yards or billboards (laughs) and just keep a tally. And whoever wins, I was like, that's going to be the winner. Riddled with ADD. Yeah. The – the Trump signs were way outnumbered. They they way outnumbered the Hillary signs. 
And I was like, oh, I guess my, my math is wrong or my, my idea is false. And then Nobody he went, likes like, Hillary. Oh, God. Nobody likes Hillary. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were with her. I'm with her. Uh, anyways, I, I don't think Trump loses. And I think that there's also some strategy with Iran in that because – Wartime presidents are successful. Yeah. And no. especially if, if – He's he, going to run on the economy and war could be bad for the economy. It's instability. He needs to run on the economy. Stupid. It would be – yeah, but I don't think he's that smart. But the people around him also aren't are not that smart. Except they got Trump elected. So like, wow, you did that. I don't think they did. I think people really just didn't like Hillary. Yes. And I think, I think, I think you're right. Trump The passing out won. two weeks before didn't, didn't help, help. Because they were like, oh, those conspiracy people, she's healthy as an ox that mm-hmm. can't stand up in 80-degree weather. And then we had the body double come out and say, I'm OK. Because <laughs> that was a body double. <laughs> You are a conspiracy nut. On that one, I am. Everything else, no. On that, when she passed out in the van and they took her to Chelsea's house? Yeah. They took her to Chelsea's house? No. And then two hours later, she comes out, doesn't say anything. Yeah. With the big glasses and the whole like covered up burka looking thing, gets flowers from a little girl and waves and then is whisked away for two weeks to Chappaquiddick or whatever, wherever they go. Like – no, absolutely not. Hillary does not – the Secret Service, right, is, would not take her to, Hillary, to Chelsea's apartment. The Secret Service has a job and their job is to protect her, which would mean taking her to like a, a real hospital. medical place. But here's, here's what I – That was not her. This is, this is where I'm, I'm – Go YouTube it. Less, it's not her. <laughs> go YouTube it. Yeah, you can also YouTube Flat Earth if you want. <laughs> They'll tell you that it's flat. I I have I am not nearly as as conspiracy minded. That's Curious. not conspiracy. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Conspiracy You're is crazy. believing that she came out two hours later, didn't say a word, waved to the crowd, and little girl brings her flowers. Well, but you just said that the dear leader is is fine. You you just said already that um, the Secret Service wouldn't have taken her there; would have taken her to a hospital. But they did take her there. Nobody followed her there. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Uh, yes, they did. Are you sure? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, they did. There is no – there is zero evidence that, that she went to a hospital. She would have had to have been seen by somebody. Somebody would have said something. You can't walk into a hospital as Hillary Clinton and nobody notice. I mean the best you could do is to cover her with a tarp and then all of the Secret Service guys bring her in. You, 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 you are, you're walking into my trap. And the trap is this. So the Secret Service has to take her somewhere to get care. They can't be like – she can't tell them I'm fine. Just do whatever. We're under orders, ma'am. We, you, this is what we do. So they take her – so let's say they take her to Chelsea's apartment, right? That would have to be set up to be a clinic for Hillary, which proves that or would show that they knew that she was unhealthy. See, and that's that's the part I do agree with. But here's here's what I think happens is I think I still think it's a body double outside. I think that they know she's got some medical issues, and I think they're ready to respond. And I think that the, it goes down. They go, oh crap! They get her over there, and they've got a, a small team of people who are highly trained medical professionals, and I think they shot her up with everything. They gave her Adderall stimulants, probably a little bit of cocaine, uh, and they just lit her like a candle so she could walk outside. And that's and like, not a conspiracy theory. 
They well, gave her cocaine. They not, gave her cocaine. Not really not cocaine. <laughs> but a body double. Because remember, the press was kept. Yeah. Everyone was kept far, far away. Because I don't think that – I think she was probably she was, so freaking high. Again, not not actually cocaine. But they pumped her full of stuff and I, they were like, don't open your mouth and say a word. Don't say a word. you're going to sound like Donald Duck. <laughs> so they're like, just turn in a circle, take the flowers, walk back inside and then we're going to get you to the hospital. Happy <laughs> like, get you out of here. I, I mean I think that's, that makes within, more sense. that's within the realm of possibility too. Yeah. What's not possible is, oh, she we gave her some water and she's fine and she came out just to show everyone that she's Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's bullshit. That is – Yeah. Yeah. And I think that event made a lot of people go, she's not healthy. What else are they telling us? Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and no, no maybe maybe 24,000 votes in Wisconsin yeah. difference. That was not a good day for her. Yeah. I would, I would say I don't think that flipped anybody towards Trump, but it, it may have done what it, it did with – well, I don't know. That did it for you, but you didn't vote. I think that's – it cost her votes. It didn't, it didn't give Trump – I would have voted for her before that because – Obviously. I, I, well, no. I mean I, we, we had moved here a month before the election and like do I run out, just moved here, spend how many hours registering to – going out of my way so that I have the privilege of voting for Trump or Hillary? All right. Or throwing it away from McMullen as a protest? Eh, uh, mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm with you, but uh, I, I don't. I don't believe it was a, a body double. I, I think they did everything they could to keep people from not getting too close to. I, I, I her can, pupils are probably like pinpoint, you know, because she's on so many drugs and her face is like itchy. And <laughs> your eyes are bright red. <laughs> her tongue's hanging out. <laughs> no, I mean I. I I can believe that too. Yeah. I mean, what, what I can't believe is we took her to Chelsea's apartment and they had tea and then, you know, had some, some Zweibach and then we put her out front mm-hmm. and she's fine. she's fine. She's good. She's healthy as an ox. We're going to take her away for two weeks. You're not going to see her. For, actually, it was what? 10 days. She didn't appear. Yeah. After that. Whoops. I, the, I think that the Just Democrats are going to end up putting up somebody <clears throat> who is stupid. Um, some somebody like Cortez, not not Cortez. I mean, she's not even. But I'm no, saying like she's not old enough, <laughs> right? But like Book, Booker. somebody, Booker would be interesting. Booker's an ass. I know. I agree. But I bet it works in Jersey. It, I bet he could win. Beat, I mean, tr- beat Trump or beat the Democratic field. Uh, beat Trump. That's where I'm not sure he can beat the Democratic field because because he's a man and and Trump is an ass. I mean, it's. He's he's got but Trump has a good time being an ass. He brings you along so that you're having a good time with him when he's an ass. Booker's just an ass. Yeah, but he he in, he inspires and causes people's rage to come up. And if Trump, he, no Booker, like he, when he gets like you're a dick. I mean, a lot of people are are going to be like yeah, he is a dick. <laughs> like that's but people that's within the, his base, right? Who does Booker appeal to outside of people that were already going to vote for the blue team anyway? Well, Who does he bring over? Trump brought over blue collar, da 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 da. That had always voted Democrat, right? I, Who does Booker bring over? I would say that people the, that hate Trump, but you're going to vote for him anyway. No, I, I think people who are don't necessarily people like you who didn't vote. I I think not like. But I'm you. not voting for the Democrats and, ever. Yeah, but people who so, looked at it and went, "These two clowns are morons." And didn't vote and now since then have said, oh, but the clown we got is really bad and he should go away. But 4% GDP. 
Yeah, no, that's the problem that the Democrats have is that you're f- and I, I I think our our economy is a fiat economy. I, I think it is yes. fake. I think we are about to. It's less fake now that we're raising interest rates. That's true. But the, it's fake that we're this much, that the federal government is that much in debt. It limits what we can do. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know that there has been – so it, it's it's scary because we're so – Because that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of money. But like what is the economy running on right now? I mean what is it that – Lots of things. I mean just energy production for one. Energy production has gone way up. Innovation, technology, those are all great things. Um, the automobile sector is doing fine. Manufacturing's up. I mean the economy is doing – I'm going to give you that the economy in terms of uh, what we're able to produce, both um, services and actual stuff, we're doing good. The problem is that we are raising interest rates to push back against an economy that's on fire, to right. slow it down, to make the growth sustainable and not not right. like crazy growth. The problem is – we're only going to be able to raise interest rates so far before the national debt becomes unserviceable. In other words, if interest – I mean interest rates, 6 percent interest rate, that was normal. When we came into seminary in, in, when we came into seminary in 2000, the money market that I opened at the bank because you can write checks six times a month out of a money market, you're a seminary so you're not going to write checks anyway, paid 6 percent. Yeah, That was no, – like risk-free will give you 6 percent on your money. For us to go up to a 6% rate right now, the federal debt would cost – just to finance the, 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 just the debt service would be over $1.2 trillion mm-hmm. in debt service. So once we get – you can only raise rates so far before the national debt becomes – we can't service it. Right. And I think that is going to be a problem. Yeah. And it, because you can't raise rates – I mean – so what what happens? The economy goes gangbusters. We have to raise rates to, and I know this sounds crazy in today's economy because we've been used to zero to 0.25 percent, mm-hmm. like one and a half percent interest rate is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my house, right? Mm-hmm. Because that 1.5 translates to four percent in the market. If we have to raise rates to eight or nine percent, just yeah. a, a little above average, just a little above average, right? To curtail the booming economy, and you know, to to keep things, um, now that national debt takes mm, what two trillion dollars a year to service, and we're only bringing in three point what? Yeah, so you can't do that. You could do that if you started, you know, limiting inflation. Well, limiting government spending, reduce the national. But then I don't debt. get reelected. <laughs> Then the 535 clowns can't get reelected. Yeah. And this is so because 535 people want to keep their job, we're going to blow up the economy. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it is. No, balanced budget amendment, done. And we'll deal with the consequences. Yeah. Phase it in over five years. In five years, we have to phase it in a legit, not like what you bring, you spend what you bring in, period. Right. Not going to happen. We are we are too addicted to spending. We're we're too addicted to um, government, the, the cheese. government. The cheese. Yeah, it is. It is. That's that's going to be the downfall. Is uh, we are never going to curtail spending, and it. That's why I, I don't have confidence in. I mean, you, you can you can wiggle the economy up and down, but there's this ceiling that we're going to hit eventually. Where uh-huh. it. So I. That's why I say 
fiat economy. I, I don't yeah. think this is going to last. I think our economy is real. I think the debt the federal government has incurred is going to be long term very destructive to our economy. Yeah, when I when I say fiat, I think it already is. I think it's that everybody thinks everything is going well. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people think, oh, it's going great. There's more jobs. Do you, you see the job report? And that's real. It is real. That's real. <clears throat> but you've got this $21 trillion anvil hanging over your head. No, it's like walking into a room in a house and be like, this room is gorgeous. Look, a big TV, wonderful. The rest of the house is on fire. Is that room real? I guess. But the rest of the house is on fire. Yeah. That's our problem. Is the is – the, and I don't like that we call it national <clears throat> debt. It is the debt of the federal <clears throat> government of the United States of America. It's not – my debt, it's not your debt, it is the federal government's liabilities. And that's that's an interesting thing. Uh, that's an interesting conversation because it is uh, – it's bandied about and it's it's always out there. This is how much your kid owes. Every child, every person. Nope. Yeah, I, You're not – no. These are liabilities the federal government's <laughs> incurred that, they, that but, they, they took money out on. But who ends up writing the check in air quotes? At the end of the day, it isn't – not not that taxpayers. it's yeah, but it's e- even if but, we, they just went defunct yeah, yeah. and it was like, all right, so the federal government owes all this money, they can't pay it. You know, China calls in their their debt. Well, they only have one trillion. Whatever, it's, yeah, but whatever, yeah. The the economy, the federal government just dies, eats it. Okay, but that's going to be really hard because a lot of jobs are going to go away. A lot of, I mean, it, so it it hurts that's, us. That, not just conspiracy in, theory. I think more realistic is we tell the Fed we want the – right now the Fed's under a mandate that the inflation rate be around 2 percent. So every year in purchasing power, our debt goes down – the national debt goes down 2 percent. Mm-hmm. The, the, the debt of the federal government goes down 2 percent. Don't be surprised if somebody whispers to the Fed your new mandate is 4 percent inflation mm-hmm. and you just inflate your way out of it slowly. You can't inflate your way out of anything. Yes, you can. Sure you can. <laughs> you, yeah. Absolutely. That's going to hurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why I say you can't inflate your way out. At, inflation is not good for anybody. Yeah, it is. I, I, don't, I mean <laughs> it's good for people who owe money. Well, that is true. Because the $100 TV is now $150 but I only borrowed – anyway, inflation is good for people that owe money. Which is why you actually want a deflationary economy. My money tomorrow is worth more than it is today. Right. So I want to save my money. Right now, saving my money. Have I need we to ever m- had in the history of the U.S. where money got for a few years? Yeah. yeah. But not since we went off the gold standard. No, not a gold standard. One, one, I think once we got the Fed, it's just been an inflationary to the right to the rafters. Well, but managing inflation is not bad. But out of control inflation. I don't want inflation. I don't want my money to be worth less today than it was a year ago. No. Right. But it's but I don't think it's a bad thing that a nickel in 1945 was worth a lot and a nickel today is worth less. So, so inflation that is as long below as wages 2%. Keep up. As, long yeah. as, as long as wages keep up, it doesn't matter. And that's – you, you can't get your inflation Except that I have to take passed. risk with my money saving it to make it keep up with yeah. – pur- to have the purchasing power remain the same. Yeah. Wow, I did not expect us to get to that. Macroeconomics. <laughs> Macro. We went to seminary. You can uh, – I'm not a fiduciary. We're not giving financial advice. Yeah, buy now is I think what we we're saying. If you're thinking about buying it, you should. <laughs> if it makes you happy, well, here, buy Why are it. you so sad? Wait, <laughs> no, I, 
so I mean, I, maybe, maybe, maybe this, right? So the federal government is twenty-one trillion dollars in debt, and people are buying bonds. You're loaning money to somebody that, yep. who is twenty-one trillion in the hole, and you expect to get paid back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm pretty opposed to bonds. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any in any portfolio. I'm trying not to because I have a few. I don't think you're going to get paid back. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not it's not my choice. It's it's the I throw money at a thing and they invest you, it. You buy a pie chart. Yeah, I hate the pie chart. Yeah, but I ain't got time for that. I've got a pie chart. I hate my pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to spend time lifting weights and looking good. And you do. You're a good looking man. I know. I know the, the picture on the on the podcast cover with you by the truck trying to look whatever you're trying to look. It doesn't do you justice. <laughs> I'm a good looking guy. Genetics. Should be shirtless for the next one. I should. Oh, did you hear the shirtless story? No. <laughs> okay, so this this is a fun story. <clears throat> I am so sorry. I'm just clearing my throat like crazy on this podcast. So, um, in in Kenya, on the mission trip. Uh, in, in the evenings, conversations just kind of wander. And I, I honestly don't remember how we got to this this point. All of a sudden. But I it, it came about that I mow my lawn without my shirt on. You're that guy. And that's exactly – it, it turned into everybody's like, oh, dude, you can't be shirtless guy. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like shirtless guy. Oh, we did have this conversation. We did. OK. So anybody else listening, just, just to catch up to speed. You're not doing it to get attention. You just – like I like the feel of sun. Vitamin D, man. It's right. I, f- I can feel it. Like I, I, I take vitamin D supplements because I generally uh, – most Iowans, people who live in Iowa are vitamin D deficient. If you take vitamin D, you can feel it. It's, it you feel better. Anyways, um, and so again, I, I, don't, I don't go in, in a lot of public places. Like the most public I get is my front yard with my shirt off. That's it. So I became shirtless guy and everybody was like, oh, shirtless guy. You can't be shirtless guy. So last week, this just last Sunday, rally day, there's a dunk tank. And of course, the the big deal about the dunk tank is we get to dunk the pastor. Well, then the elders had this idea where they they bought a big thing of ice and they were going to raffle it off. So whoever whoever bids that – not raffle it. They they were going to auction it off. Whoever wins gets to dump the ice in the dunk tank for the pastor and gets the first push on the button to dunk me. So they start and it's like 25 bucks. And then I, I upbid it because you don't want this. I was like, so it's my ice, right? If, if I win, it's my ice. I go 50 bucks. <laughs> it, it went eventually it hit a hundred dollars and it was one of the, the people on the trip said a hundred bucks and he has to take his shirt off. And I was like, nope. oh, jeez. And then it went. 105 and i thought oh thank goodness and it pants off this woman this woman who is is always looks retired she always looks at you funny yeah, yeah. i was like she just paid 105 dollars to keep my shirt on <laughs> i was so happy and then she wins and then and then i was like oh that is so great thank you so much she goes take the shirt off <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah and and my elders, like the next day, the the messages are, are flying. Should we be concerned that 
more than one woman in the church we, wanted your shirt off for the dunk tape. for a pastor. And I said, well, this is how every good cult starts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was, I was shirtless in the dunk tank. It was awesome. Great way to end a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we had, we had visitors and everything that day and I'm sure they're all like, what the hell is I'm going- coming back? Why is this guy taking his shirt off? Why do they want him to take they his shirt off? Paid more. <laughs> It was weird. All right. Thanks for coming in, Duncan. Appreciate it. Uh, I'll probably put this up on Monday is my guess. So, all right. Until next time. Thanks for thanks for being here. Adios. Yeah. There you go. Um, kind of all over the place. I realized we ended up talking economy. That's also probably dangerous with Duncan and I since neither one of us really know what we're talking about. But I hope you enjoyed listening to our opinions on things that we didn't go to school for. But, uh, yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, please share this podcast with others. It would be great uh, if you would do so. It would go on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you go and rate this podcast. It would be great for uh, my my ranking as well. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying this. Until next time, be good. <laughs>